All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted one-on-one from the uh, soon-to-be-named studios here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I'm just going to go right into this. This is a reunion of sorts. Uh, It's actually a reunion. There's no other of sorts. Uh, This is a reunion that I am embarrassed to say is 35, 32, 30 something years in the making. Um, so you all are going to be in for a treat tonight. <laughs> so um, let me go ahead and let my guest introduce himself and we will we will roll from there. Yeah, so my name is Roger Miller, Aaron, and I grew up um, in the greater Cleveland area. We spent a lot, a lot of time playing basketball. We uh, shared youth group, which I think I spent more time with my youth group than I did my classmates yeah. in high school. And, uh, and our families knew each other well, we knew each other well. And, uh, and what happened too, Aaron, is I just saw that you had unscripted and this <laughs> podcast was up. So I'm like, I have to call you up and congratulate you on that. And, and that's where we connected today. And we're reconnecting here unscripted. Yes, we are. And uh, I was so glad to see, um, uh, and I've, I've gotten messages from several places that it was just, it's been amazing. It's been a really fun journey and, and life-giving, honestly. Um, and so uh, yours especially to, to get that message. And, uh, and I'll go into the story now why. Uh, so anybody listening to this, I want, them, I want to kind of set the stage. Um, so you are, I believe, three years older than I am. You were my sister's age. And That's so, nice. you know, when you're in the youth group, you know, you always look up to, to all these people and that are older than you or whatever. And, uh, you know, you mentioned playing basketball. I think I more have watched more than I played. Um, I think later in the years, maybe we, we played a little hoop, but, but uh, I want everybody to understand Roger was the guy, like, mm. you know, had the car, had a license, had the girls, had, he could hoop. I mean, Roger could <laughs> hoop like nobody's business. And oh, no. so I, I was, um, I was a fanboy, <laughs> and you may not even know this. I don't think I ever shared it with you, but I was a huge, huge fan and just looked so much up to you. So that's part one. Now let's go to part two is anybody that was raised in a Nazarene church may or may not remember, but on the back of the pew, you had your hymnals and your Bible, but they had these little three by five cards and they were called encouragement cards. And what you would do is you'd pull out an encouragement card and you know, if somebody was going in for surgery or somebody got a new job, you know, you'd pin a little note and say, hey, congratulations. And you drop them in this wooden box on your way out on Sunday morning. And the, the secretaries at the church were nice enough to gather them all up, put a stamp on it, drop it in the mail. And man, that next Wednesday after Sunday church, you know, you almost ran to the post office, the mailbox to see if you got any encouragement cards. It was kind of cheesy, but hey, you know, and actually, I, I think we just have encouragement texts now. They weren't a terrible thing because you really look forward to it. And I promise there's a point to the story. So one day I go home. I don't even, I don't think I ran to the mailbox that day. I just, I come home and my mom hands me an encouragement card and it's from Roger Miller. And I am just, I am stunned because we were going to go, you had got a job where I was working when I started working at 14 years old at Nino Shoes. I think you had picked up a job there. Yeah. And uh, the encouragement card, I almost remember it like word for word, but it was just talking about how much you look forward to working with me. And, 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 and I, I, Roger, I folded that thing up and I kept it in my little Velcro 80s wallet um, for the longest time. And, and I, because I was so one, encouraged and two, just so, um, honored, I guess, to get to get in a message from somebody older than me, somebody that I looked up to. So now I've set the stage for 
how high I have Roger Miller on a pillar yeah. um, and his brother Lester as well. And, and we were talking offline, but uh, Lester was a year younger, I believe, than you, a year older than me. And uh, just a fantastic, two of the most fantastic guys. I love spending time at the Miller's house. As you said, hooping, just hanging out. Uh, the Lays, the Lay brothers, um, just great memories. And the biggest memory for me, as soon as I see your name, it will forever be tied to an encouragement card that, uh, that meant a lot to me. So, all right, I've been talking enough. There you go. <laughs> so uh, what the heck are you doing now? Let's just move right to that. Well, well I'll tell you, thank you for sharing that story because um, I didn't remember sending that encouragement card. Yeah. But I had received encouragement cards from um, Ledford boys that were older than me, yeah. some others. And so like when somebody provides um, good modeling yeah, and there's yeah. kind of unspoken mentors mm -hmm. that kind of pass on down yeah. that we, we learn, we yep. learn from others' behavior. So um, I by no means can take credit for uh, being the original encourager. I just kind of <laughs> pass it on down because it was passed on to me. And, yeah. and, I, and I trust yeah. too, if you have the opportunity, right, to do unscripted with some of those folks that were under you that you didn't yeah. find out that you were encouraging them as well. So, but thanks yeah. for sharing that. I appreciate that. No, absolutely. And I, you know, I think anybody listening, um, I don't know how, you know, young old my audience is, but I think that's so true. I mean, that's a great point right at, right out of the gate is, you know, you can always be an encouragement to someone. Now we have technology. You don't need a three by five car in the back of a church pew. You got a text, you know, a text, a message on Facebook an Instagram, whatever, DM, whatever, TikTok, whatever you want to use, man, encourage somebody today, whether they're older than you, younger than you, because you never know how, how much of an impact that will have on someone. And this, I still remember it. It's been, as we said, over 30 years, I still remember that card. And I think you even, and we're going to talk about art, I think a little bit, but I know on the back, there was like this, um, shadow of a person, I don't know, on the, there was some kind of design on the back and you had outlined in pencil, probably not listening to the sermon, <laughs> probably were filled out this card. And then on the back, uh, no, you had outlined, I, I remember it like, I, like, you know, I mean, it had that kind of impact, just a little bitty card. And so I think that's so true for anyone, man, just impact, you know, impact somebody's life today in a positive way, especially in the world we're in today. Right. It just shoot a text send a message, whatever it is. I, I had a mentor an unofficial mentor back in the nineties, I reported to this guy and, and I learned a lot from him. And one of the things that he challenged me to do, which is really simple and um, but, but it's memorable. And, and I, and I try to put it in practice and that is to do two small miracles mm. a day. Wow. And I'm like, okay, so, I mean, first of all, I'm not capable of miracles really. Right. I mean, right, I can't right. turn, uh, um, you know, uh, a fish and bread into, into a, I can't feed a crowd. I can't walk on a walk. I can't do any of that. And he's like, no, 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 Roger. He says, you don't understand when you do something kind for others, mm -hmm. he says, you don't even know, but often you're providing miracles because they're in need of that kindness. They're in yep. need of that encouragement. They're in need of that smile, that, uh, lift up gesture. And, uh, so it's something that, that I learned and I try to practice and, and it's, it's second nature and mm -hmm. it doesn't take, like you said, it doesn't take a lot of effort, especially now that, you know, we've got our phones and yeah. we're capable of sending a text, making a call, um, forwarding a message, uh, whatever the case might be. And uh, yeah, good, good point there.
Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, again, I don't want to keep going back to it, but I think it is powerful. And that is, it meant the world to a insecure um, kid, a, a wallflower kid, you know, I, I mean, I was, I was an insecure high school kid at the time. And, you know, I, and so it meant the world to have a guy you looked up to. So, and again, that's, that's, you know, like you said, that was a miracle to me. I mean, you know, to have you take a minute and, you know, the church put 14 cent stamp on it or whatever it was meant everything to the place where I could tell you what the thing looked like. So it doesn't take much. It doesn't take yeah. long. Yeah. So this is an honor for me, even to this day. So what the heck are you doing now? <laughs> Cause I know I'll you got you, a lot going on too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I, I hate to say that um, in a, I mean, we're following up. So if anybody's watching this a later time, right. I mean, we're January, 2021, we're coming off a pandemic year where everything was shut down and, yeah. and being isolated is tough on folks. Mm -hmm. It's financially devastating to many. The, the, the challenges that, that we, that we were all faced with is, you know, is, is kind of a crazy time. Not anything that we would have ever expected. Yeah. Uh, and, but I kind of like, change not, mm -hmm. not not in you know i, I want to be isolated but to, to be challenged uh, brought out some some different things in in my life and uh and so i'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to make lemonade here in 2021 yeah. Yeah. And, and and i'm enjoying it and, and i can't wait and my wife's gonna say she's gonna she's so anxious <laughs> for things to kind of ramp back up and for us to start to get out because yeah. i i pace I pace the house like a caged lion <laughs> yeah. and I've got a kind of the, the caged lion look anyway. So she's probably like, yeah, it's, you know, when this, when this is over, Roger's going to get out there. Um, yeah. But during, during this time I've had the, the privilege of getting to know some phenomenal, phenomenal people to understand how technology can connect us in unexpected ways. Yep to to find a, a really cool circle of creatives that I wouldn't yeah. have found otherwise. And, uh, and and two things like crazy enough, I've got a TikTok account, which I would have never grabbed a TikTok account had it the that pandemic. Up. And and I'm and I'm finding I'm finding a lot of a lot of encouraging artwork and a lot of encouraging content out there on TikTok. And made a few friends in the meantime too. So I'm trying to I'm trying to really um, focus on on the good stuff during this challenging time. How about you? Yeah. Well, no. I yeah. I mean, this is it. <laughs> so I do have some uh, I have some announcements coming later in the month that I can't just unveil just yet. And maybe by the time this airs, those will be old news. But for now, I'm, I'm well, well. Yeah. So uh, this is it's funny you mentioned checking or comparing notes, and I I would echo everything you just said. Yeah. Like it's, I didn't, I didn't, when the, when we were locked down, I said, all right, you got to do something. Like I'm a, mm -hmm. I gotta do, I'm, I'm the king of restless. I have to do something. I can't sit around and do nothing. So whether it's read, read a book or, or I got to find something to do with myself. And so I, I threw out a tweet and I'm a, I'm more of a tweeter than I am a TikToker. but um, <laughs> what words are we using nowadays? <laughs> but, but, but I said, uh, you know, I got to do something. So I said, I was going to start a podcast. And the original one, and most people have heard this, that, that listen, the original one was called Four Corners Podcast. And it was after, it was owed to the great Dean Smith, uh, obviously by my color schemes and everything else. Um, so 
and it was going to be just kind of a random. So I did one episode by myself and, and then I just kind of put it on the shelf. And then my daughter, who's going to graduate this year out of the blue one day, she asked me, Hey, how did you do it? What did you use? And so I gave her some information. She starts a podcast called full. And next thing I know, she is just crushing it with episodes. And, and, and it was just crazy. And I don't know what it was like. There's a lot of reasons why I did it, but to your point, I'm like, you know what, let, let me jump back in here. Let me try this. So it was during a lot of the, um, the racial tension at the time. And so I started off with uh, some friends that were on the Columbus destroyers, the arena football league, got them on. It was more of a discussion. So that was our very first, that was my real first episode. And at the time, I think I told them guys, it's just going to be real unscripted. And that, here we are, <laughs> you know, 65 episodes later. Um, as you said, it's been life giving. I have got, I have, I've had the opportunity to meet heroes of mine, yeah. people that, and, and the list is crazy that's coming up. And um, I just sit back and, and, he, and I, tonight I was messaging back and forth with one of the people that is just an absolute hero of mine. And I said it at dinner, I said, this is crazy right now. I'm messaging with, you know, not bragging. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just so humbled that, that this has just come together the way it has for a time like this. And um, it's been awesome. So I, and I was looking at your page and it looks like you, yours is more live, but you, mm-hmm. you have a show as well. Right. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Three and a half years ago, my wife, Beth, and, uh, and our kids are, our kids are all out of the house. So we're, we're kind of empty nesting, which provides us the opportunity to get to know each other and date and, yeah, and, and awesome. uh, enjoy being people again yeah. and, and not just, uh, not just parenting. And three and a half years ago, my wife, who is a phenomenal vocalist, joined the Baldwin Wallace Women's Choir. And you're from the Cleveland area. That's kind of a, uh, a really strong music program. So she yeah. joined the Women's Choir and it was on Tuesdays. And, and I knew that every Tuesday night she was going to be gone from <laughs> 4 30 or 5 o'clock until like 9 or 10. She was going to be singing some concerts. So Tuesday night was going to be wide open. And, and I'm like, Tuesday nights, like there's, you know, that Monday night football isn't on Tuesday nights. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and uh, who knows what the Cavs are going to be playing. So I just decided to, and at the time, going live wasn't, was strange. At least it was strange to me. I'm sure that there's a lot of people doing it on a regular basis, but I decided to go on Facebook, press the live button and see what happened. And at the very beginning, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know how to, to really put the text in, right. And hit the live button. I mean, I, my phone was going back and forth. I'm like, do I go vertical? Do I go, hor- right. you know, vertical, horizontal. Yeah. And I made a whole bunch of content, you know, some of it was engaging, some of it wasn't, but, but I learned a lot at the very beginning. I was just doing some, um, it was artwork, right. And I was doing some demonstrations on special effect makeup. And Mm. it was, it, it was, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. It was simple, but there were some folks that kind of clicked in and then they shared it out. And some of those folks, uh, you know, it, it kind of built up a, a small, a small following. And after a while, I mean, after a while being like six, six weeks, I'm like, I've run out of content. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, it's not what I do. I'm not a special effects makeup artist for a living. I ran out of content. So I was like, I'm going to invite my friends over and I'm going to have them demo what they do. And so when they came, 
they brought their circles and then the audience grew. And uh, so the first, I don't know, the first 15, 20 episodes was demonstrations. And then we found ourselves just kind of talking during those demonstrations and it kind of went to an informal interview. And before we knew it, it was like, okay, so we're talking more than we're demonstrating. People are having fun interacting on the screen, shooting questions to us, we're answering them live. We're, it was very informal. It was completely on the fly, unproduced. It was raw. We, we'd pick up the camera, walk around. I mean, it was, it was Blair <laughs> yeah. Witch all the time. It was kind of crazy. And then after, after, I don't know, maybe episode 20, 25, maybe even after that, we started to interview other creatives. And so we started to bring in other people that had talents and gifts that we didn't have. And then it moved out. Then it wasn't just a special effects group. And then it was a creative community. And we've had poets, circus performers, musicians, wow. painters. Uh, I mean, you name it over, over years, three and a half years wow. of, of, of gathering. We've had a whole bunch of phenomenal folks that we've interviewed. Uh, we meet on Tuesdays okay. at seven, right? I mean, that was when Beth had choir. And so I was like, okay, let's just do, let's, let's do a once a week touch with the creative community. And we're going to call it Tuesday at seven. I don't know if this is backwards for you, but no, it's it T-U-E-S at sign <laughs> seven. There's water in here. So I don't want to. Oh, there you go. All right. Out, but Love it. you even got mugs, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday at seven. It was, it was a chance to gather once a week with the creative community. We're going to encourage each, we wanted to encourage each other along the way, hear of people's journey, their story, learn a little bit about it. And then uh, usually we give away a little bit of artwork as well nice. every week. And so it, that's, that was three and a half years ago. And, and truly quite unexpectedly, it's been, it's been rewarding to get to know people and their stories, which which is amazing. I've, I've come to the conclusion that we could probably meet a, a homeless person or a random person uh, in the middle of traffic and pull over to the side and say, hey, Tell me can we story. talk for like a half hour? Yep. Because I, I'd like to learn about your story. Right. And by listening in and, and using our ears instead of our mouth, we learned that people have some pretty amazing things to share. Yeah. And, and that's, that's probably one of the, the biggest lessons I've learned in the last few years. A hundred percent. I, it's so funny. It's, these are so similar. So I'm so glad we're doing this because that's what I originally said was in, in mine. I think I might've sent this back to you in the message. Mm -hmm. My, my whole goal when I talk to anyone is I want to give you a stage, a platform and a microphone and get the heck out of the way. Cause <laughs> people don't want to hear me talk. That's not why I have this. They want to hear the guests that I have on like yourself. So, and they want to hear their story. Cause I think, you know, as you said, even if you did have let's just say that homeless person, I'd be interested in what they had to say. Because I think, especially where we're at now, everybody's sick of their, we're all sick of this story. We're sick of COVID and, and tensions and the election. Everybody's just done with everything. But what I'm not done with is hearing someone's story because it's not mine and it's different. And there's, everyone has an amazing story. Everyone, everyone. And there's, you know, whether it's a funny story or a tragic story everyone has a story and it's been amazing to and and um just awesome to be able to share them 
to a larger audience, introduce. And that's really where I started was after the destroyers. It was, I went out and got all these friends I know who have incredible stories and are incredible people. And I said, man, let me just, you, you need to get out. People need to know you like I know you. And um, so mine has been more individual, but I love that yours is, I mean, we're built for community and yeah. you have developed a community. That's amazing. Very yeah, cool. it's, uh, but my observation over the last, uh, the last few years is that there's, uh, there's a lot of very gifted creatives out there, right? And, and, and you don't have to be a Rembrandt uh, level artist. You don't have to be a Picasso or, or uh, you know, one of those uh, wonderful artists that, that you see in the museum. Yeah. But it's, it's to encourage creativity in community is, uh, is what, I, what I really enjoy and what I really appreciate. And the, over, the, over the years, I found out that uh, when you start to find people's gifts, and if there's connections out there, there's usually swim lanes. So you've got your poets and your writers, or usually your writers, your poets, your painters, your sculptors, your filmmakers, your podcasters, and everybody's in their own swim lanes. Yeah. And what we found out is by by pressing that button live and on Tuesday nights at seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we just share each other's stories. All of a sudden, now we had this intersection of you know swim lanes. People started swimming in other lanes, and and now you had this free swim, and you had collaboration that was going on between artists that wouldn't have happened before. Right. And it is there. I am taking zero credit yep. for that. It's just the fact that you get those artists together and magic, you know, magic happens. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that, that's, you know, kind of a, uh, a fun thing to see along the way too. Oh, it's so rewarding, you know, to, to connect two dots and then, you know, say, and I've done that as well, you know, taking, taking two people that have been on, and go, wait a minute, there's, there's a really good connection here. So I've connected them via text or direct message and said, all right, here, you guys, here's your contacts. Now I'm going to get out of the way. <laughs> Let you do that. And I, for all I know, they've run. And I know one was talking, one was going to publish a book. And so I had a, a friend that's a publisher, just put those two together. And, and I can't imagine what a room full of creatives could do. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it's probably amazing what they could put together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a blast from the past. Do you remember Brandon Kimber? I don't. A few years ago, uh, Bedford Church, a few, you know what, he, he would have been, he would have been kind of the next gen over at the, the Nazarene Church, uh, quite, quite a bit younger than us, but, but in the church. But Brandon Kimber is the director of the American Gospel Films. Um, great stuff. And I had the, the great opportunity to interview uh, a former um, you know, Bedford Naz kid, right. Yeah. Who's on to great stuff as well. And it, it, it's, it's great just to see folks finding their gifts. Yeah. Right. And then, and, and instead of bearing that talent to, you know, to use it and to find, uh, you know, to find ways to engage people in, yeah. uh, you know, out in the world. And, and I think that's something that, um, I think it's something that is not well understood, right? right. I mean, if you, if you get creatives together, we kind of get each other, right? We're a mm -hmm. bunch of right brain people. And, 
we speak a different language. We're uh, we're not we're not always driven by the finance of it, but right. there is something fulfilling, more fulfilling than getting paid to to finishing a painting or to penning a poem or to putting that last sentence down and finishing a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and those are things to find fulfillment there as a creative and to, and to compare notes with other creatives is, uh, is what we really, what really kind of energizes us. Um, but I think as, as, as creatives, as soon as we try to, and as soon as we encourage those that might not consider themselves in a creative category, as soon as they, they kind of, uh, you know, maybe are creative curious, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden by engaging them, they find out that they truly are creative. I think everybody has that creative talent. I think mm-hmm. our kind of our American formal education kind of squashes it down in those elementary years. Yeah. But if you kind of reawaken those, there's some amazing things can happen with people that would not consider themselves creative in, yeah. uh, in a traditional fashion. So when did you know I'm a creative? Was it in high school? Was it after? When did you really find this is my, as you said, your swim lane? When, when, when did you know this is my lane? Yeah, it, it was, it was really early, really early. Um, elementary, middle school years, certainly knew it in, in high school. It was strange because I was one of those odd, oddball um, students out there because I was head down focused athlete. And I think that was as a result of being, I grew up in a, in a small, small suburb here in uh, Northeast Ohio. I also was one of four boys in our house. I had two older brothers and then I had a younger brother. And so if you wanted to eat, if you wanted to sleep, if you wanted to kind of keep up, you had to learn how to scrap. And, and we played hard, we competed hard, we fought yeah. hard. We celebrated hard. So I, I was this head down driven athlete. And at the same time, I had this, these creative, I, I found, I found painting and drawing and even on an encouragement card, I'm going that, that face needs a little bit of modification. So I'm going to modify it <laughs> during, during the sermon. And, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and draw that out and send that off. So at those years, I was, I found myself competing and creating competing and creating. So I found myself kind of straddling there and it's, it's looking back. It was, it was a great, a great experience because I found myself then bringing that kind of driven mode into that creative space it was kind of like the athlete brain brain in the creative space. And, uh, and I became a, a driven artist as well. And that's not what I do for a living, but I love, I just love the creative process. Mm. And, and I think that, uh, I think creativity is something that cannot be automated. You can't copy it. You can't understand it. Just when it kind of, when it kind of hits you, you kind of, when you get in that creative zone, I'm using a sport term here. Yeah. When you get in that creative yeah. zone, you just, you just shoot the ball, right? Shoot the ball, yeah. Yeah. shoot the ball. Yeah. And, and so that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the magic in, in my life about how those, Two worlds intersected, and uh, and and I don't want to say intersected because that sounds past sense. I did say intersected, but what I mean is intersects. Yeah. Because 
even well here in my fifties, I I'm a senior athlete. I still play basketball competitively. Awesome. <laughs> I still, I still hit the volleyball because those are the two sports that I could do with probably without getting injured too bad, yeah. but, but I still compete on the, on the, on the floor and I still am driven in the art world too. Would you be as driven in the art world if you had not played sports or could you I even know that? No, no, I, I, I would say no. I would say no. I, th I think that the discipline that I learned early was discipline. I was able to translate into that creative space. Yeah. That's it. The discipline is, I think, but I think here else there's, yeah, I could go on a whole nother Kobe's versus, you know I mean? Alpha, alpha dog. The, the, that's a whole nother probably podcast and discussion about sports, but I think there is discipline and I think that's why sports are so good, you know, and um, for everyone, it doesn't matter what, you know, it, what your level of, but there's disciplines you learn. There's working with others that aren't like you and, and are like you and, and you know, all that, I, everything you said about being the middle child in that, you know, that, that group was, was probably, it's amazing because it's, it's all come together for you. And I, I, you know, whenever I talk to younger um, students or interns, things like that, and they're kind of figuring out what they want to do. They still don't know yet, you know, and I think our world confuses a lot of kids now because there's yeah. so much to do um, where I think even back in the eighties and nineties, there, it was pretty, you know, there was only a few lanes you could go in, I guess. Um, but, but when I talk to them and they, you know, I always say, I say this to anyone, but I, you know, God gifted each one of us in a certain way. And, and my question to them is, what, cause they're like, I don't know what it is. Well, you don't have to really take a strength finder test. I mean, those are incredibly helpful and, and spot on normally, but um, what's that thing that you do that everybody's like, how did you do that? Like that was, and you're like, that was easy. It's no big deal. You know what I mean? It, whether it's shooting a basket or fixing a car or playing with computers or whatever it might be, video game. I, I don't know what it is for each person, but there's something that we all do that people are like, man, how did you do that? Like, dude, you're really good at that. Like, there's something there. Start there. Now, maybe that's not the place, but if there's something there and you find satisfaction in it, it's like a no brainer for you. Start there. And that's the rest of it start to kind of figure itself out. But that, you know, God wired us, bent us in a certain way. And once you figure that out, man, there's a, uh, it's so life-giving like this. I mean, this, this has been incredibly life-giving for me. It took me 50 years to find this opportunity, but you know, the technology wasn't there. So, I mean, God's timing is perfect. You know, I've learned a lot over the years and the technology, I couldn't do this um, without the technology we have today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And to your point, I think one of the things that, uh, that, you know, something that goes with gray hair is right years behind it. And it's like, I've, I've had enough living to, <laughs> to, to make a whole bunch of mistakes. And so I've driven down the roll road and I know where the, the, the potholes are because yeah. I drove through them. Right. I knocked my front end out of a line. And, and uh, you know, there's also times I've gone off the road, right into a ditch. And so now with kids, with, with you know, my kids and certainly with, with those in my circle, I, you know, I try to build a guardrail around those turns going, yeah. Yeah. listen, I've been through those potholes. Yep. There's a turn up there. We build a guardrail just to try to keep you on the road, but try to keep you from running that guardrail as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, try to provide some, some of that on. So um, whether we're doing two small miracles and encouraging folks along the way, whether we're trying to pass kind of those, those missteps that I made in the past and say, Hey, this is, this is what I did. And also 
to kind of celebrate those things that worked well. And, and that's, like you said, I mean, if, if we've, if we're with a sports minded person, right, then, then if that's our language, we got to kind of talk through that sports minded language. And if, and if you happen to be that gifted athlete, right, what we encourage them to do is to say, man, um, and you've, you've got, you've got a vertical, you got some hops there, yeah. bro. Right. And, and you're like, and, uh, and you can, I mean, you can Euro step past anybody in the key and, yeah. and have you tried volleyball because you're really great yeah. at basketball and volleyball may even, yeah you, you may, uh, you may find yourself, uh, you know, exceeding there too. I mean, I, I even remember I've got a, uh, um, a friend of mine who was kind of the, on the coaching staff uh, when LeBron was in high school and he was a gifted football player. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but he didn't stop at football because he was, I mean, his gift was on the basketball court. So right. it's, it's, uh, you know, how can we encourage people to find what their gifts are and then to kind of spread out and, and if it's sports and then which sport, right. Or is it many sports, which, yeah. which I think that today a lot of folks find themselves, um, so focused right by just how society is and how travel and how uh kids are brought up that uh, I, I always encourage i'm like listen get out there and play as many sports as you can because your gift may be beyond this sport that you're in sure and, uh, yeah good points yeah and I, I think what you said too about two small miracles for those athletes your 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 small miracle may be encouraging someone else like you said, it may be encouraging someone else to try something else, you know, those or or even again, one of those two miracles could be noticing something in someone, even if it's the guy that changed the tire on your car and he was like or somebody does your brakes for you or, so, you know, a friend comes over and fixes a fence, whatever. I mean, there's a million things that people do. And you're like, man, you're really good at that. That those those words of encouragement, I'm telling you, for somebody trying to find their way, find their niche, find and, you know, find what God created them for. Sometimes one of those small miracles could just be you patting the guy on the back and saying, man, you're really good at this. You know, it, it, that encouragement, and especially as, as they're gaining momentum and gaining um, and trying to say, is this really where I'm going to, is this where, the way I should go, the direction I should go? Having people that, that love them and some people that don't even know them say, well, you're really good at that. Or, you know, man, that was, that was awesome. You did a great job. Like that, that stuff goes a long way, especially today. People just don't say it enough. They don't. We're too busy. Yeah, and and to kind of review second two is when we when we provide that encouragement, mm-hmm. right? We don't know that we're potentially providing small miracles, right? And and it's not just it's not just our touch. In other words, the Ledford boys encourage me on the basketball and they were three years older than me right three or four years older than me uh and i got encouragement cards from them and so they modeled what i thought was was the appropriate way to behave as as a as a kid right as Mm -hmm. as a a senior or a junior in high school and so i learned to do that right and so all i was doing was modeling what happened above me so their small miracle found its way to you, even though it wasn't directly between the two of you. And so yeah. those are things that we have no idea, you know, how, how we pour kind of love and encouragement and kindness out into the world, how it has a ripple effect that's way beyond just our direct touch. Yeah. And hopefully I've done the same for someone else so that, for sure. you know, and somebody probably did it for the leopards, you know, and, and it, it's trickled down 
encouragement cards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you mentioned makeup. I know you've done some, like you do some incredible work. And you also mentioned it's not that that's not what you do for what. So what what do you, one, what do you do for a living? And two, let's talk about the makeup and is is it the same thing? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So um, I have four kids that are, that are uh, now in their, in their twenties. They're, they've launched out into the world. And so, so our life is, is different, but four kids are, is expensive. Right. And so, yeah. What, uh, what we, uh, what my wife and I did is we both work in medical insurance. Okay. And, uh, and we've been doing that for a number of years and that's so how we, you know, that's how we, uh, get our bills, right. Keep the lights on and, uh, yep. and, and put food on the table. Both of our passion, I shared with you that my wife, Beth is a, is a vocalist, mm-hmm. right. And, and she has a beautiful voice and she also is really creative in, in many other, many other ways. And, and I find myself just like you were saying, restless right and and so creatively if if i'm doing one thing for a bit i kind of get bored or restless of it right then i'm like well maybe i could try that creative use that creative spirit in a in a different medium so i'll I'll move to a different medium maybe maybe uh i'm a master of none i'm not quite sure but i find myself stretching into many different areas and and one of the things just quite i mean it's it's just a different medium. And that was special effects makeup. And uh, um, I, after college, I partnered up with, uh, with a local community group. It was the Lions Club, you know, here uh, near where I grew up. And they had some projects out there. And I had the opportunity to, to learn some things from other volunteers who were working on, working on some common projects. And uh, so I, just learn the medium of special effects and had the opportunity to, to not only learn, but then to get involved in some interesting projects everywhere from disaster simulation, right? I, I mean, we, we did, uh, we worked with the American Red Cross and to really train their paramedics. They wanted to put these young, these young trainees or these young uh, recruits out into a real life situation. So they had fog blowing, we had juggler cut juggler veins, and so somebody would kind of move their hand, the blood would squirt. Oh, no. uh, we had glass shards hanging out of people, and so and we had and we, we just we created this plane crash simulation down at Burke Front uh, Burke Lakefront Airport, so that these paramedics could come in there, triage, work through it in a real life setting. Wow. Um, oh. That as well as local films, I, I've taught. Uh, Boy Scout troops. Um, it was every everything from you know creating a a werewolf to working on Shrek the musical, and and everywhere in between. Uh, wow. And it and it's it's been an interesting ride there, uh, too, because special effects uh, is a unique art medium. Yeah, and so it it provides uh, opportunities to jump in things. I've done a whole lot of zombie walks and zombie crawls. So uh, I probably, a common question is, hey, can you make me a zombie? And I'm like, yeah, I've made a whole lot of zombies, yeah. zombies in my day. But uh, awesome. uh, but, but it's, 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 it's all fun. But that's one of the mediums that, that I found myself working in. That's so fun. I mean, that, and that doesn't sound like work. That sounds like, 
that, that's a release. It's it's something to do, not that's not work, you know, and we all need that too. You got to have some kind of release outside of that. But that sounds like that's a blast. <laughs> not for me. I mean, people would look, <laughs> I wouldn't even know what the first thing to do, but uh, you know, that, that could you give me a head of hair? <laughs> I, I, I could absolutely give you a head of hair. All right. Um, it, it was kind of funny. I, uh, um, my wife and I were doing, we're involved in a project 2019. So a year before COVID. And it was a melodic heavy metal show with professional ballet. So it was a fusion of arts. Wow. Again, I mean, and we had talked about, you know, kind of bringing people out of the swim lanes <laughs> and it was a fusion of art and it was, it was a, a really, it's a really unique experience. But the, the point here is that they had kind of this carnivalesque number and, and we had to create a bearded lady. So oh, wow. uh, I create, we created a big fat beard on this woman. So I could create some hair for you. Hey, that's, I, I know who to call now. <laughs> I keep waiting for science, but it's just not, it's not there yet. <laughs> someday, someday I'll have a sweet mullet like we both had. Cause that was the other thing that you had. I mentioned cars and, and sport. You had a sweet mullet, man. That the, the back of that, that was sweet. That hair was hanging down like this. Sweet. Somewhere. <laughs> I, I probably have a picture somewhere. And uh, I even wanted the mullet. I, I wanted the Roger Miller mullet. I think I might have told my mom that. <laughs> I want a mullet like Roger Miller's and sweet. So <laughs> they were great times, man. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and honestly, you know, those years with with all the people um, that that we we got, we we had a great. My kids have been in teen groups, and they're all good, you know. And we, it was special. It was really special, you know. I feel like, and maybe every kid feels that way about their team group but I feel like we had a really special team group that raised all of us to do really really well in life I mean when you catch up and see people even if it's just on Facebook um seeing how they're doing now it, it's awesome um we had a, we had a really special team group no doubt we were blessed for that yeah yeah I, I I do agree we uh I think we did we did a good job of come unity right in right. in that group and so it felt it felt inclusive, mm -hmm. right? And and what I mean by that was we 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 were, we were able to come as we were, mm -hmm. right? And and we felt loved in that circle, mm -hmm. which is greatly needed in those teen years, right? Because well, we all look back, and no matter what it is that we did in our teens, we all were uncertain. We yeah. were we all had fragile. Um, we were all fragile, right? Emotionally, we're trying to figure out what we're doing in life. We're trying to figure out, like, you know, do I uh, um, grow a mullet or do I, you know, do a flat top? I mean, I mean, we, we, we had all kinds of uh, uncertainty in our lives. And yeah. when you're a teenager, big deal flat top versus mullet, that's a big decision. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I look back to, and, and that, uh, um, that, you know, loved as you are is, was, was a, a certain thing. Um, we also had the opportunity, right. To, um, uh, to understand, right. The important truths. Right. Right. And, and so, uh, so we all left there. I mean, none of us were probably heading North, but we knew what North was. No, that's right. Great. And so we, we were able to, we were able to enter our, um, our twenties, which, which becomes even a, a different, 
you know, a different tunnel. I, I think a lot of times, if you know where North is, none of us are pointing North, but if, we, if you know what North is, when you enter your 20s and you start to question your parents' faith, mm, wow. you start to question your parents' faith and you start to say, I need to find my faith. Yes. And then I know where North is. Yes. And, and at, 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 at that point, we, we struggle and we kick and, and we find it in, in, in a way and that, 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 um, that helps us figure out our, our course in life. Yeah, man, that you, you, you hit it perfectly. I swear somebody, did you talk to my wife before this? And she tell you like what I've been doing last years no, no. My 20s? <laughs> because honestly that, you know, honestly that that's it. Um, I think for me, that journey took me on um, understanding. And again, I think because of my parents, I did know where North was, you right. know, so that it has no disrespect or, and, and it, but, but my faith was their faith. I went to church because they went to church. We were always there Sunday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, you know, uh, teen group and everything. I, teen group was fun because it was my friends, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and so when that, as you said, when I, when I left, I knew where North was, but I, I wasn't sure it wasn't my North yet. I had to, I had to find out how do how do I, how do I make that mine? And then that's, I think, where I hit all the potholes that you talked about and missed those guardrails that you talked about. And, you know, part of that was, I think I had to learn that. So I hopefully could be a good parent to my kids and say, hey, don't do that. <laughs> don't do, don't be like I was. Don't don't go there. Don't do this. Don't try that. You know, and and um, and I don't I don't regret those years. I think they taught me a lot. You know, now I know I got to swerve when I see a pothole. Like you said, that was a great analogy. Um, but that was true about my parents' faith. I had to make I had to make it my own. I had to own my faith, not not theirs. You know, that was really good. Really good. Yeah, I, I remember going off to, to college and I went to Kent State. So it's a state school uh, close here to home, right? Uh, an hour away. So I was mm -hmm. long distance. So I didn't have to get calls from my parents, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, nightly. And I was close enough to bring all, you know, a month's worth of laundry home, right? And just run it through the, through the uh, laundry. Yeah, uh, the washing machine, and, and then go on back and you know, eat a home cooked meal, etc. And I remember kind of taking that uh, the the knowledge of North, and and I don't want to be esoteric, right, for people who are listening. And that is, sure. it is, it is, you know, it, it is the truth, right? It, it, it's it's the it's the knowledge of salvation, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, uh, the death, resurrection of Jesus Christ, and accepting Him as a personal Savior. So that was my that was North, right. but my parents' faith was not my faith. I had to find my faith. Yeah. And, and, and in doing so, I was a psychology and a geology student, right? And, and so it was study of behavior, study of the earth. And one of the things that I don't want to say I struggled with, but the thing that challenged me that's, that I look back at, it, it was probably monumental in, in, in my development, and in my spiritual walk, and that is, um, was taking the data that I was learning in college, not, not in, the, in the psychology, but in the geology space. And um, when I took a look at all that data, I started, I started to, to talk with and connect with people that, that I thought were um, intelligent, intelligent folks, right? And, and I want to say intelligent believers. And I'm like, there's some things here that, that I'm, that I'm having trouble with. Right. And, and, uh, 
And there's some things here that, that I'm struggling with. And as we kind of walk through those things together, um, I started, I started to, uh, um, sort of kind of study apologetics, right? It's like, you know, and, and in that study, I came to the conclusion, and this is, this, is, this is monumental for me, it might speak to somebody else. And I, and look at the data I found, and, and if we take a look at, at all the information provided us by science, we take a look at one thing and that was at one time there was nothing and then bang, there was something, the universe. Mm -hmm. And so as I took a look at that, it, it did one of two things. First of all, it aligned with everything that I was learning. Um, two, it was a scientific proof that miracles occur because the formation, the creation of the universe is a miracle by scientific definition. And I opened my Bible to Genesis 1.1, and I came to the verse that, you know, uh, um, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And if, and if that miracle, the creation of the universe occurred and everything proved that it did, then the rest of the books of the Bible were really easy for me to believe. Right. Wow. It's amazing because a lot of people could not make that, that connection. And I think when some people do go off to college, they don't make that connection. And then, you know, and that... So that, that's fascinating that you could make that. And I think for me, I mean, there's, there was a lot of moments, I think, throughout my entire life that have been those aha moments. But, you know, even something like having your children, you know, bringing, bringing another human being into this world, that doesn't just happen. I mean, it, you know, and, and again, not to go on a different path, but, but you know what I mean? That right. You're looking at the fact that you just created a life. And then the fact that that life looks just like you and, and they have your traits um, and they do things, you know, they, they respond like you. I mean, there's so many fascinating things that you, if you really just take a step back long enough, you say that can't be coincidence. There's no way that could just happen in this world. Um, and that's been extremely helpful for me as well, just to, to witness so many incredible things like that. It's, it's awesome. That's really cool. And it, man, this has been, this has been rich. Yeah. Tell me again, because I want to put it in the, in the blog. I, I don't want to, you know, uh, get off without mentioning yeah. it in Tuesdays at seven. How do I get there? Yeah. So if you go to Facebook and you look up the Tuesdays at seven, no signs, you could join that Facebook group. Um, we also keep, although we're not a YouTube channel, uh, our past episodes, interviews, most of them are out there on YouTube. Uh, it's an easy place to find it too. So if you want to just kind of go out there and check it out. But if you go on Facebook and you join that Tuesday at seven Facebook group, you can participate live and we, we have lively discussion. We have, we have people sharing their creativity within the group. We try to encourage folks there as well if you're creative and then there's going to be an incredible time to collaborate and to learn from others and if you're not creative come in and, and spend some time i think you'll find that uh that you'll awaken some of those early creative abilities that may have been uh you know kind of squashed in those in those elementary and school years and that we hope to encourage you along the way as well well i'm gonna come on i mean i I'm not a creative at all. I mean, I'm not, well, maybe I am. I don't know. I, there's probably a creative in there. I think I'm a creative in the mind. I'm not, I can't, 
I can't express it, whether it's through painting or drawing or singing or <laughs> pretty much any of those swim lanes. I'm probably on the starting block and I can see the swim lane. I just, I don't, I'm not diving in because I'm, I'm not very good at any of those things, but I do have a creative mind. Like I like to, you know I mean? My, I think mine's in marketing or, or advertising or, um, you know I mean? That's where I think I found my niche in that creative world. Um, but I do have a daughter that I might, my youngest is incredibly creative. She's one of those ones, she does stuff and we're like, how'd you do that? That is so awesome. Or we'll have a project in the house and we're like, get Bryn, get Bryn, <laughs> we'll get her down and say, hey, I want to do this. And she'll go, okay, you know, she's in an engineering class and at school and she she makes stuff that's just awesome. I mean, she's, uh, she's so I'm going to have Bryn join us too. So Tuesdays at symbol or do I Tuesday at seven? Just the at symbol, just like it looks at T-U-E, the at seven. Um, and there's no spaces. So just go to Facebook, search the Facebook groups here, and uh, it'll say it's a private group. Everybody, we allow everybody in. Awesome. Um, so, uh, and, and again, if you're Eastern Standard Time, we go live weekly every Tuesday at 7 p.m. That's perfect. I love it. Love it. That's very cool. I can't wait to, to jump in and, and uh, just see what I hear. Cause I think it's exciting. It's I'm yeah. always, I'm always uh, excited to learn from people and I've learned from you tonight, man. This was, this was great. We should do it again. Yeah. <laughs> let's not wait 30. Well, I, I don't think I'll be around 30 more years. So let's try to get this done before <laughs> then. But um, no, man, this was, uh, this was awesome. I'm so glad you reached out. And uh, again, I, I, I go back to what we said at the beginning. Um, thank you for your two small miracles, you know, um, just believing in a guy that, that really needed that encouragement at a time that you sent it. And uh, who knew that little card, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you what, we, we never know. We never know what, uh, what those small gestures mean to others. I appreciate you verbalizing that because I didn't remember that. Um, and I was just passing it forward from those, those kind, those kind uh, uh, guys that, uh, that, that included me, right. They kind of put their arms around me as a freshman and they're like, come on, Roger, uh, come out with us, right. Uh, yeah. Come out with some pizza, you know, get out on the court. And, and that means, uh, you know, that, that means a lot to me. And, and I'm glad that, that you found that encouragement. I uh, am so glad that we reconnected. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's fun just to go live and then catch up, catch up live here on your podcast as well. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. I'm glad that you're, uh, you're going, you're recording unscripted that you're finding um, it fulfilling. And, and I'm going to, to uh, give you a, a real strong opinion. That is what you're doing is incredibly creative. And so <laughs> welcome, welcome to the circle. I appreciate it. Dove in the lane, didn't I? I'm, I'm sweet. I didn't even know I'm doggy paddling. You guys are doing the backstroke and the breaststroke and every other stroke. And I'm just over here doggy paddling, but man, I'm, I'm happy to be in the pool with you guys. <laughs> Sounds good. We're glad you're here too. Awesome. Well, man, I appreciate you. Love your family. And uh, you know, thanks so much. Let's do this again. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll probably continue to, to, to let's uh, let's, let's just keep those notes going back and forth yeah. because I think we probably do have some, some lanes with our two projects and that would be very yeah. cool, man. That would just be such an honor to me to uh, once again, be able to work with the great Roger Miller. So <laughs> for sure. thanks for your wisdom for sure. tonight too, man. I, I, I really, really love the wisdom you gave us tonight. It's great stuff. Sounds good. I appreciate you. Right, Take care. Thank All you right. so much, Roger. Sure.